welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real couples looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. On today's episode of the You and Me podcast, we focus on family, the good, the bad, the ugly, your family, your partner's family, what happens if they don't get along and how involved should they be with your big day. So today I'm always joined by my co-host, Laura from Wonderlust Creative. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm so good. What's going on? How has your morning been? Yeah, my morning's been great. So Laura and I have just been discussing what we've been up to because I don't think we've Mm. seen each other for a while and you just got back from a wedding in Sydney. Yes, meetings in Sydney. Yes, oh, Mm. meetings, sorry, meetings in Sydney. And I was telling Laura all about my wedding dress shopping at oh gosh, so Kaya Studios which used to be the old one day bridal mm-hmm. um I went in there last Friday sorry my child just dropped her toy I'm trying to keep it entertained on my lap <laughs> um I went in last Friday and I actually was shitting myself I don't Why? know if we've got any other brides that are listening please drop us a dm I was so nervous because I don't know I you just was getting so much anxiety yeah. driving in there um they're in South Yarra. And I mean, I just had a baby, so I don't feel completely confident in my body. So I'm like, what is this wedding dress is going to look like? Like, I feel pretty shit about myself at the moment. And anyway. You don't and then, look it. That's for sure. Oh, stop. <laughs> but anyway, so I went in there and I've known Kaya for quite a long time. Um, we used to work together back in the day at Sassambind <laughs> many, many years ago when I was at university. So I've known Kai for a while and um, we kind of went upstairs and you should see this beautiful new boutique they have. Like Ooh. it is beautiful. Like we'll have to go there um, oh. soon. It's kind of like right across from the jam factory oh, in South yeah. Yarra okay. on Chapel Street. Yeah. And it's like this big two-story luxurious – I feel like they had concrete walls type, you know, lush couches. um, It was so spacious. Anything that Kaya kind of does is beautiful. Is amazing. Yeah, and her space reflects her style, I think. And she had a champagne with me. It's the only way to dress they She said to me, after a couple of dresses, you'll just start to get into your groove and feel a lot comfortable. So she's doing a custom dress for me and the process was – and I, we've interviewed Kaya before on yeah, this podcast, have. so we go sure back and have. listen to an episode. Season one, and I reckon it was one of the first ones we dropped. It was yes. a really cool chat yes. with Kaya, just all yes, about she, wedding dresses and how to shop and what kind of mentality to come in with. Yeah, and, and yeah. I should have listened to it again before I went <laughs> I in. Have gone but anyway, back. and she did say, you know, it's probably best to come by yourself for the first fitting or bring minimal people. Yeah. And I was meant to bring my mum and my grandma, but they had to cancel last minute. So Aww. I went in by myself. Good and on you. She made me feel really, really comfortable. Yeah. And I kind yeah. of left like slightly drunk because I'd been drinking <laughs> champagne. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I had to drive back to Tokyo. And being a mum, you're like, one's fine Woo! now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how many more dresses can we try on? That was literally me. <gasps> oh, but yeah, funny. so I tried on um, maybe 10 dresses. And they just got me to discuss what I loved and what I didn't like yeah, about okay. each dress. So I'd be like, I don't like showing my belly because yeah. I'm not confident about that area. So they're like, all right, well, we'll go with something, you know, not so fitted. And it might be, mm. you know, and I'm like, I like this bit about, you know, this certain dress. So um, she's come up with a concept, which will be interesting to see. So yes. the next step is she'll send me sketches and like a mood board and 
It'd be amazing. Yeah, but I was, I kind of, I feel like not enough people do this, but I'm thought you're the expert. Mm. You see brides coming in every single day. Yeah. This is your job. You're looking at me and seeing from afar what looks good on me and what doesn't. Yeah. And I just said, do whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I don't like and what I don't like, you know. Yeah. You've seen every dress on me that I've tried. Totally. I'm just letting her run with it. So. And I feel like if you're really vocal on what you don't like, she'll be able to pick up exactly yes. what you do like in the other areas and then well, create I like, something I don't amazing. like my like boobs hanging out, you yeah. know. Um, I just am really self-conscious about that area. I don't want them showing. So, you know, she was yeah. just writing notes down the whole entire time. So it'll yeah. be really interesting it to see. It will be so, so yeah. beautiful, so fun. Oh, that would have been good. Yes. What a highlight of a week. That was a highlight of I my week. I love that. Yeah. Oh, How about you? Um, what were you doing I in had, Sydney? I had a very, um, a very exciting meeting in Sydney. I'm working with two incredible women, um, well, Yes, two incredible women for one of their um, wedding day in so that's, the Southern Highlands. So, that so if be you have someone March. interstate, do yes. you fly up for that initial yes. meeting? Wow. Yes, so I always fly up for the initial meeting um, and then I'll fly back up in a couple of months and take um, the bride and groom to the venue and do a step out at the venue with them. And then I think because of the way that, like it's a, it's a, I mean, look, it's not a tiny turnaround, but um, what are we now? We're almost June. They're getting married at the very start of March. So I think I'll get another trip to Sydney and to step out the venue, potentially another one in November when I back it on to another wedding I've got up there um, to see them again and just discuss the final pieces and then we'll be back up for their wedding in March. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess that's a reminder process. to us. Our- listeners that you yep. don't solely work in no, Victoria Surf no, Coast. No, we do not. Torquay in Geelong. Do you know it's so funny? We don't actually work very often in where we live, which is really funny. I mean, you're one of your wedding is one of the only weddings we've got next season that's local here. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So we travel a lot, but we do have a lot in New South Wales over the next 12 months, which is really nice. Um, hoping for one in Tasmania. Um I just don't know if I can get them to fly from Vic to Tassie. I don't know. We're currently just kind of having looking at venues. They've got a really specific outlook and it just does not exist here. So they're in the process of deciding whether or not they want to change states and do a destination wedding for a few, um, you know, for less guests or they want to stay here and change how they want their wedding day to Are you having people now, you know, who are booking you? Nearly having the conversations about booking and their wedding like COVID isn't happening. <laughs> um, no, like a lot of, or <laughs> not like it's after you heavily, he- heavily, heavily. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I don't think our industry is going to be back to any kind of what people would say normal, um, you know, normal booking schedule where people aren't booking postponements or double ups um, in the same weekend. Uh, It's going to still be a couple of years before I think that we're going to be back to any kind of um, normality for us, which is really hard for vendors. We're really, we're burning the candle on both ends. You know, I, I speak to a lot of photographers and they are madly they're going to be madly editing for the next three months and then they're just going to jump straight back into shooting 
back wedding after wedding after wedding, two, three a weekend. So, you know, we, not many vendors are getting a break um, over this winter period, which some people think, oh, you know, winter, not many people get married, but um, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, we're just, it's mental and it's at the forefront. We don't talk about it a lot. Um, but we definitely get um, a plan in place if they've got a lot of interstate or international guests. Yeah. Like even now I'm, I'm kind of – I didn't even know um, Victoria or Melbourne had any issues until I got an um, email from one of my brides at the airport it's on Today. Sydney yesterday. Oh, and really? they're like, oh. There's been a bit of an outbreak. Well, there's been a bit of an outbreak in this Melbourne in Victoria. And they're like, oh, my God, wear a mask in the airport. Who knows where this person's been? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like it just wasn't even – you have to check in in New South Wales, but you know, it's not even a thing as in comparison to Vic. So mm, yeah. Mm. But anyway, I do have to say oh, though, it. went to Totti's for lunch in Bondi, oh, which yeah. I have to I've go every time before. I go yeah. there um, and had the best did spinach. Did you go by yourself when you fly up? I did go by myself oh. this time. Yeah. Yeah. Good I did you. go by myself. I know. And I hate driving in New South Wales. I hate it. And I hired a car because I'm like, I just think I was pushing time between appointments because I had so many appointments I had to get through. I'm like, I'm just going to get a t- car because Ubers and taxis. And I'm like, my mouth, I feel like was filled with ulcers for the whole week leading up to this trip because I so didn't want to drive in Sydney. Oh anyway, no. we got the out stress. of it. The stress. I didn't crash. I didn't get lost. I made all my meetings. I had spinach pasta. Great. I'm kicking goals. Yeah. It was a fucking blast. Enjoyed anyway, some nice weather. Oh my god! Enjoyed some nice weather and a got really, a really, and what got on a plane. Oh, I was getting on a plane. It was um. amazing, <laughs> but I was like, oh my, god, I almost got lost at Melbourne Airport because mm. I haven't been there for so bloody long. I'm like, I don't even know where I've parked my car. Anyway, oh, no. so that was a highlight, and this wedding in March is just going to be incredibly phenomenal but we can't really talk a whole lot about it until a little bit later until we've got a few more ducks in the row so but it is exciting oh, and um keep an eye Look out forward for to it. hearing so about be fun. it all right so shall we kick off our questions yes let's do this let's go with question one okay. from john so oh. yes here we go i'm trying to navigate a really tricky situation my fiance is one of four children in a family of six she is the youngest and the only daughter her mum is nice enough However, I'm getting flack from her brothers and fathers, to be honest. I'm a little over it. I know they are just ribbing me, but whatever I do, they take the piss out of it all the time. Do I just cop it? Oh, okay. Firstly, I just want to say thanks, John, for listening to our podcast and reaching out. And I actually hope it is a guy and not his wife writing in for him or his fiance writing in for him. But do you know what? It's so funny. We get a lot of DMs about... Um, who to interview and um, who they who people want to hear more of and um, you know it's a wedding planning podcast that is um, very angled to female listeners just I suppose in the content that we talk about so it's really amazing that you know we're starting to see some guys kind of jump on the bandwagon and especially have the guts I suppose to write in and ask us questions so John you are our first and will not be forgotten so thank you um that shit though (laughs) I think I I don't know I have I'm really hard it's really hard for me to talk about family dynamics because I only have a brother 
and he is a lot younger than me um, and we are totally different generations, completely different generations. So in terms of understanding each other, we really don't. We are completely different generations with a completely different outlook. So it's really hard for me. I would it what well, I don't know and I don't know I don't even know how to answer this what do you do like I would initially say tell them in not so uncertain terms to like lay off but like can you kind of do that I don't know I don't think so what do you I do I always think you can't just they're going to be in your family you shit, for the rest though. I know but oh. sometimes you just need to nod it and agree and in your head think you're a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> I know. no I just think sometimes oh. it's just not worth it you just at the end of the day, people are like, if it's, you know, your fiance and the family, they're going to be in your life for a long time. So you just yeah. need to. But how far is too far? What happens if they go too far and you're not cool with that? Well, I think you can go see actually um, family therapists, can't you? Or you can get like pre-marriage counselling. Yeah, you Could can. Could that be something that would be interesting to navigate through? Maybe. But is that for like the couple or is that for the family? It's for the couple. Well, I mean, I, I suppose you want to keep open communication with your partner and yeah. how you're feeling about their family. This is true. So it could be something that you could work, you know, you're you're entering a life full of being teammates. Yeah. And, you know, they've got to have your, you know, you've got to work th- t- together through things. So, I mean, it could mm, be. True. This is true. I don't know. I think you just need to open communication mm. with your fiance about how you're feeling and yeah. navigate the situation together yeah. because that's okay. just what you do as a couple. Well, this and marriage is true. life, you know, your best friends, you need to this is true. navigate and sort things out together. Cool. Maybe I'll go to that. <laughs> because I've got no, <laughs> no idea. I think there is pre No, there I read something is. about it and it I know if you you do orthodox if you are part of an orthodox family or a, um a, quite a religious family they do require you getting married through the church to go through certain a number of meetings which is basically like yes. pre-marriage counseling um but you could just do it with a relationship counselor that's what i'm saying yeah absolutely i mean if it gets to that point where it's that bad where it's that bad and uh, i just think but yeah, i maybe just hurt. water off the duck's back really unless it really fundamentally ticked you off in terms of like your beliefs or something yes. just well let us know what you would do there. maybe yes. um our any other guys listening <laughs> yeah if any other guys are listening Send us a DM because clearly we are um, a little not experienced in this. So it's really good to chat or any um, women that have got issues with their, you know, their female partner's family, if they've got brothers or any anybody like that, that family issues, let us know. Mm. Okay, question right. two, Alison. Hello, I... <laughs> Can I say, oh, we've got some pearlers today. Can I say I hate my mother-in-law? Well, I do. Sad and, face. Uh, sad face, yeah. Emoji sad face. And she has a major presence in my husband's life. Oh, awkward. I'm now afraid to have kids with him. As since we have got married, she has become worse and worse with her interfering negative comments and judgment. Do I say something to her or to him? I find that Holy anything to do with mother-in-laws, I'm sure a lot of people have issues with their mother-in-laws, mm. is treading on fine water Ooh, because goodness. it is someone's mum. It's your partner's <sighs> mum. Yeah. And, you know, you're both just as important to this, your partner. Oh God, and it can so be hard. very 
murky waters. Okay. I think the first thing is how she may have a major presence in your husband's life, but is it by force or is it by choice? So what I mean by that is, is your husband calling her to get her advice, inviting her around constant? Like, is it a choice thing that he keeps her quite involved in his day-to-day living as an adult or is she trying to force her presence on him as well as you because I think there are two totally different ways to navigate something like this with your partner and his family Mm. if he is not choosing it either you've got to be really careful if he is choosing to keep her around and consistently ask her for her advice and her opinions and always have it over. Obviously, that's a relationship that, you know, is something that you're not going to be able to um, penetrate too much because it will actually probably cause animosity from both of them if you do try and insert yourself in a negative way. Um, However, if it is forced upon him and you and you feel as if it's becoming a little bit tiresome potentially um I would stand up for yourself as a mother and if you are going to be a mother your immediate family your husband and your children become and do you know what this is coming from a from a person me who does not have a cultural upbringing where grandparents and parents are live with us are super heavily involved there is no um this is just what happens in my family culture heritage house so this is coming from somebody that's just got a very anglo family that just kind of each generation just kind of do their own thing so that's where my opinion's coming on so it's very uneducated from the opposite side but when you become a mother and I've got two boys but when you become a mother your immediate family become your family your life your soul your responsibility you need to make um you know for us you you need to make new traditions with your family your kids become your life yeah um and if there is any kind of meddling or interfering or something that you're not comfortable with, be an adult and talk to her. Yeah, I and mean, talk to her really diplomatically. She is also an adult, but you actually don't know what she's going through until your kids grow up and they leave yes. you. And then, <laughs> then you'll feel like it'll be too... And then how breaks loose and you're that awful Totally, and then you're that person. <laughs> don't be the horrible mother-in-law, no, Laura. But no, yeah, oh I think God, totally. I think it's, you know, these things put lots of stress on partnerships, don't huge, they? But, you huge. know, you don't... I don't think it's – you don't want to pick fights with them. No. But you need to stand up for yourself. You have to stand so up for yourself. I think you kind of yeah. allow your mother-in-law to do the fight picking, you know, the yep. finger pointing. Yep. Um, but instead of reacting, like, emotionally or, you know, defensively, you can simply stand your ground, you know. Yeah. You, you could say you clearly have strong feelings. Could you – do this, yes. you know, or I'm glad that worked for you, but I prefer to do it this way. Yeah, kind of absolutely. Thing. And you've just got, you've got to be really, um, and, and do it from the very beginning. Be really, um, really strong in your opinions. Yes. I do not want my child to eat chocolate. I do not want this. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I had four kids and everything's fine and they're all good. It doesn't matter. Well, back in my day, I did. It doesn't matter 
about those kind of things. This is what's happening in your house, with your family, in your life right now. And she will respect it if you speak to her correctly. And if you have to say it again, say it again. And if you have to say it again, say it again. But make it really clear that you're not going to change your opinion and this is how you're bringing up your family. Don't not have kids with your husband though. Oh, my gosh. Like As you said, like you – you know, with your sons and how you might be put in that position. Yeah. So I think it's always really important when you're dealing with someone with a conflict or issue, you know, consider why they might be treating you that way. Like yeah. there's always, it, it might be their own personal, yeah. nothing to do with you. No. So, you know, if you understand, you know, them, although it doesn't excuse their behavior, mm. it might give you clarity and help guide your own reactions. So yeah, I think it's really important to avoid escalating the conflict as well. So well, don't let them bait you, no, you know, into an emotional reaction. Not. Sometimes you can react yeah. emotionally. Of course you can. This rather is your than, kid you know, or your husband. So yeah, yeah. Instead of adding that fuel to the fire, you know, practice de-escalation techniques Ooh, and conflict management. I love so, those words from you. But, I think that's a really good idea. And do you know what? If you're getting nothing by asking her, if you're getting nothing back from her by saying this is what I'd like you to do why don't you put the ball back on her court and say why are you acting like this once I've asked you a thousand times or a hundred yeah. times or one time and put it back what on do they her. say that positive sandwich you start with a positive I love the way that you do this but then you go to the negative yeah. and then you end on a positive that's it <laughs> always good to remember that one <laughs> psychology um, all right let's move to the next one so question three Julie I'll be getting married without my mother she <sighs> passed a long time ago now and I've worked through it and how the day will feel however so many people are giving me advice about how to incorporate her memory and I don't want to sound terrible however they are also cliche any Mm. really cool but sentimental ideas that I can offer up as a dedication obviously there are little personal things in my speech and vows but I was just thinking about something I don't know more this is such oh I just got like chills with that well firstly we're really sorry that you don't have your mother with you anymore and you are going through life as an adult um, without her that's it's a really it's a really hard thing and um, I can't even begin to imagine mm. what you would have been navigating you, you, to be able to get to this point so yeah you um, know what I love have our condolences I love um I think I've been to a wedding before where they've saved them a seat yeah just oh in God, the ceremony I just can't <laughs> Oh, do you know what? You oh, imagine, you if, imagine seriously if Julie had sent this through question through Stop. on like a Friday when we had wines. I know before recording. I think be a like mess. Um, a lot of I've seen. I don't know where that where I've seen <laughs> this or I've attended a wedding, but um, saving a seat at the ceremony. Yeah, saving with a seat. Perhaps beautiful. A photograph, like a photograph of them, or you know, you could light a candle or dedicate a song or. Um, you know, incorporate their food, favorite food to the wedding. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think that's it's really a really big one. I think that's an amazing one. Incorporating, um, maybe if they were gardeners, having garden roses in your florals just or something if, uh, like a little note or ode them to rather them. than you know yeah. a candlelight and visual. focusing on like the happy um, special details they loved. Or you know, you not could, the fact that they're gone as well. Yeah, absolutely. Or you could even start a new tradition. So if, you know, your your mother did something really traditional that you probably might not have picked up on or really quirky that you thought was a little bit out of mm. the box, mm. picking up and starting a new tradition of celebrating her um, and beginning it at your wedding could be something really beautiful yeah. too. I think there's lots of – maybe we could ask the audience this question as well. Mm. Um, just get – would love some of your ideas or if you're 
having your wedding or if you've had your wedding and you've done something that would be amazing um so let's wrap this up next week on wedding planning q a we spend a whole episode dissecting the most asked questions that came through our instagram polls and all the relating advice so florals flowers flows blooms whatever you call them Floss, sorry. Floss they, they are a talking point of contention with so many couples. So next week we debunk some myths and share some advice on how best to approach your floral investment. I need to know this because we're going to my wedding venue today. So <gasps> Yay, help me. Um, so if you have a question or would like our advice, simply record your message and sign into our Instagram DMs. Please do not leave a long-winded yeah. question Short and snappy. Short and sharp. <laughs> or do it over multiple. Um, or leave an email with your message attached to hello at theumepodcast.com. Please, 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 we plead with you, leave a review. Um, it what keeps us going. So yes. and delivering you content that you love. Thank you. And tell your friends and your family and your partner and the dog walker and everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Ciao. Bye.